Alright, let's see how this one goes. Um, hi everyone, it's me. It's the gay, anxious gremlin. Oh boy, am I sad. The sun's gone down so early. It, it went down at 4.47. That's not even the end of the afternoon. You know? People got like a full hour of work ahead of them. I don't, because I never work. I do nothing all day. I have to sneeze. And uh, that's all I do, you know? I just sit here and sneeze and... No, um, it does seem like I've been doing nothing because I recorded this episode so long ago that it was before the election, even. Um, I had to figure out some audio issues and also um, it's pieces of different conversations I had with Christian Liu about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and we, it, it's basically a Frankenstein episode about Frankenfurter. Um, that is what it is. It's the combination of several conversations. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be great. Uh, you're going to love it and I'm going to hate it, but you're going to love it. But I hate everything right now. I, I'm dead inside. I don't even, I don't even appreciate when the sun is out because it's going away so early. I've I've forgotten to show gratitude. Sorry, I just watched Big Mouth season four. I forgot to show gratitude for the sunshine we did have today. We had a lot of sunshine today. It was bright and beaming, um, even though it was 35 degrees out. And even though it went away before 5 p.m., the sun was here and I got to see it. So I am grateful for that. Also, I'm grateful that I'm doing other people's shows. They are asking me to be on their podcasts what is wrong with them i am on the love actually podcast no sorry the what is love actually <laughs> what is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me actually love what is love actually is a podcast run by my good friends patrick flynn and beth amen it's about the film love actually a christmas rom-com with interweaving storylines that i had not seen before and what they're doing um, for the full season is they are asking or they're having uh, funny people and different artists and writers come in and talk about the separate storylines of Love Actually. But what I'm doing is I'm on one of the first episodes because I'd never seen the movie before. So I had no frame of reference. And being a Christmas movie, a rom-com, it wasn't a, a film that, you know, I, I knew I was going to see it eventually. But uh, it was a good excuse to sit down and, and watch it with them and talk about it with them and my friend Solomon Parker. Um, ooh, I should have them on the show too. But I had a great time recording this podcast about 18 years ago. And it just came out in time for the holiday season. You should give it a listen. It's called What is Love Actually? And it's run by Patrick Flynn, who hosts a, a bevy of other wonderful, wonderful shows. Um, also, the holidays are coming up, and I hope... You're all staying safe, staying sane, staying warm, staying dry. Um, I thought maybe you'd be interested in heading over to my Patreon and giving me money because it, it, it is the season for giving. Um, you can give me as little as you want, but you can also give me as much as you want. And I don't want you to limit yourself. I want you to feel boundless in your ability to give me money. I want <laughs> I want you to be full so full of holiday spirit that it just opens your coin port purse coin poises 
Why don't you open your coin pieces this holiday season <laughs> and head over to my Patreon. I've got Morbid Mondays every Monday coming out where I talk about a new film I've been gagging on. Not a new film. It's probably from 1989 or earlier, to be honest. Um, although some later films are in there. Okay, so I've been talking for a while now. Go to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash gagpod. That's www.patreon.com slash g-a-g-p-o-d. You can also follow me at Joshua Simon Says um, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm posting the pictures sometimes, you know, on that, um, on that uh, advertisement site known as Instagram where they sell you things. Every time I go on there... <laughs> All they want to do is is make me follow hot shirtless men who are always on the beach. And these hot shirtless men who are always on the beach, I, I'm like, what do they do? And Instagram is like, this. This is what they do. They stand shirtless on the beach, looking great, and say, I wouldn't be able to be standing here shirtless on the beach if it weren't for uh, uh, Ulta beauty products. I don't know. Somebody is, something's going on there. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode that I recorded with Christian D. Lou on Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I know you're tired of me talking, but I promise you, I talk for 90% of the following episode and only 70% of the time am I actually talking about the movie. I was scatterbrained when I recorded this, but hey, I'm going to be kind to myself and... I'm going to have Christian back on to talk about shock treatment, I hope, uh, and give them a chance to actually, you know, discuss a, a movie with me. Um, so go, go go follow Christian and also listen to this episode. I, I, I don't know. I just noticed I've been speaking for six minutes and I really don't know how I managed to speak that long um, about nothing. So... With no further ado, enjoy this episode of The Gag, a spoopcast starring me. My name's Josh. Boy. Well, um, and you're in the midwest right now you're in I'm illinois currently in dallas texas um, dallas texas yes ma'am yes. um we i i did mention illinois but that's not because i'm in illinois it's just because illinois was like ending daylight savings <laughs> yeah which i did not know a state could just do i didn't know that either but one of my friends in chicago was like yeah next year illinois is not doing daylight savings and i was like there's no reason why anyone should be doing daylight savings anymore it's just confusing I guess. I mean, Arizona stopped, right? They they never did it. They were always just like, they? no, it's too hot for that. We're not, we're not touching our clocks here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just use we just use the sun. It's Arizona. We just use the sun here. Yeah, that's so funny to me. The idea that like I don't know. It's like weird because like time is like a construct, and you don't really think of it about. You don't think about it as like. A construct that you're like constantly consenting to engaging with yeah yeah i think one of the ways that i've been and it's not a big way but i i've noticed that one of the ways i've been kind of kind of fighting against that just preconceived notion of time is that you know we don't work 
from nine to five like n normal people do like we're freelancers we we work when there's work to be done and when we have to make rent we figure it out and it's like not the kind of thing where you wake up you it's 9 a.m you brush your teeth you make eggs for your wife and your 17 children and you're out the door and go to the office we we're always like at the office <laughs> in a way in this analogy like your wife has had 17 like she's had so... like, like like conceivably like natural births yes no all like... natural <laughs> she actually had uh yeah. three sets of triplets and that was it somehow we ended up with 17 kids though they just showed up you yeah, know that's the way <laughs> we found some like more i don't know <laughs> they smelled the Absolutely. eggs they were like can we stay and i was like sure we have lots of eggs this is a oh. this isn't a real situation anyway this is all a hypothetical they're actually her, they're actually her eggs <laughs> she just keeps making them i married a i married an actual chicken <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, and this is my beautiful wife, and she's just sitting there in a in a baby doll wig going brr <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Josh, this isn't this isn't a wife. I'm like, Yes it is, honey. <laughs> like, and look at all of our kids and it's like not kids, it's like it's like just like things that she found. She keeps bringing twigs back and I'm like, Oh great, another child, thanks, Barbara. Like, I've yeah. lost my I've lost my mind <laughs> in like, quarantine. Well, they're not real kids, then why do we keep fucking? <laughs> I'm gonna stop fucking this chicken soon. If, <laughs> yeah. if things get any weirder, I will stop having sex with this chicken. Oh, oh Christian. Oh, um we should start the good. podcast. Oh Josh. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, we do. We do have some great bloopers for for the after for the after sketch. Okay. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to the gag, a spook cast where I, a gay, anxious gremlin named Joshua Simon, talk about queer things and horror things and queer horror things, like anticipation. Oh my god. <gasps> I was like, I was like, did you cut out? I did. I was, I was, I was thinking of freezing and going. I wonder if they'll just kind of pop in, or I wonder if we can go the entire episode and then just add it in. I don't know. Anyway, this is my spooper special guest here to talk with me about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, the one, the only, Christian Liu, is here, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Chris, well, thank you. Thank you so much for asking me to come onto the show. I'm like, thank you for excited doing to show it. off my sexy radio voice. This is, oh my god, are we gonna do a sexy ASMR horror movie podcast? <laughs> you yes. were, t you were telling me earlier that you did a sketch uh, that ended in a snuff film. Can you tell me more about this? <laughs> yeah. So, like. With your we team, were, we with your sketch all, team. Like, overstep, follow us on Instagram, and, uh, and we started a Patreon, and everyone was like, well, who do you think would like, like, what will we do for it? And then I was like, this is a funny sketch idea. So I wrote a sketch, and um, in the sketch, the 
TMS leading to the final joke, which is like an ASMR snuff film where like a bunch of the people in the um, team are like killing me and like tapping, like <laughs> like tapping their fingers on like a knife and like I'm like tied to a chair. Are you enjoying the ASMR or are you afraid of death? Are you like, oh, I'm so scared to die, but this sounds really nice. Um. I- Honestly, I didn't put that many layers into my performance. <laughs> I'm just, like, giving you, like, classic Scream Queen. Perfect. Who's your favorite Scream yeah. screen Queen? Who are you channeling? My favorite Scream Queen, I think, is... Ooh, that's, like, really... That's ooh, really difficult. Too bad. And Scream I Queen doesn't say... have to be, like, the final girl. It can be anyone in any horror movie that you're like, that's my bitch. <laughs> Uh, Regina Hall in the scary movie series. Oh, Regina Hall. I love she is her. A legend. Honestly, she's like not. This is bones. This is bones. <laughs> Cindy, would you would you be afraid of Callista fucking Flockhart or Allie McBeal? <laughs> she didn't say Callista. She said Allie. Messing up my floor. <laughs> Scary Movie 3 will always have a special place in my heart because I was terrified of The Ring when I was a kid. I think one of the reasons I love horror now is because it terrified me and really, really scarred me as a kid. One of the movies that came out and really fucked me up as a kid was The Ring. And Scary Movie 3, I couldn't watch at first because it reminded me too much of the scary movie, The Ring. But then I saw... Regina Hall kick this little girl's ass. <laughs> so Regina Hall is is a very very special <laughs> performer for for helping me literally for sure. literally kick my fears ass. Scary Movie Three was the one where I realized that Simon Rex was like kind of hot, right? And has videos online of him jerking off. So take that with you. Are you joking? He started. At, he started as a solo porn star. Yeah, no, he's he's got videos. Oh, yeah, but it's oh like it's like I don't know. It's barely legal, Simon Rex. I don't know if that oh, if that changes like, things. It's I like know. I don't know if I need barely to watch a. I think a lot of people would rather see what Simon Rex's dick looks like now. Now that he's you know older and more Chris Evans like. <laughs> Speaking of. Like, gnarled up. And like, I don't know. I think he's... I think in... in <laughs> Chris Evans is not gnarled up and used. No, no, Oh, no, no his no. dick? Like, I, I'm... Yeah, like, I'm thinking about, like, what Simon Rex's dick looks like now versus then, which, like, mm. you know, like, your dick doesn't really, like, change over the course of time. That's true. It just kind of stays... So, like, I don't know. I, w- I would watch it just to see. Yeah, I, you could be we like... We talk about the Chris Evans um, leaked uh, nude, but... but what like, leaked nude? Honestly, you can already already gone. Like fucking forearm. It was like a forearm. It was like a forearm. I didn't see it. Have you... I, I was like, yeah, I'd I mean, have to I'm really look. To, I'm not going to send it to you, but check your DMs after this. Cool, cool. No, of course. It would be wrong. It would be wrong. Yeah, it um, would be wrong. But it's like every news site, every every legitimate news source is like talking about it. But of course, none of them can actually post a link because then Chris Evans would send 70 lawyers after them. Like, so they know better than to do that. So you're just reading articles going, 
I guess I'm just supposed to imagine what it looked like. They they're like, what are they? What are these news news sources supposed to do if they can't it's just like link the picture? Truly, yeah, it's like truly like I I spent like hours looking for it and then finally like one of my other friends like sent it to me because I posted on my Instagram story I was like all my friends are fucking fake because one sent me the not one not one nude. I was like, I don't need to seek nudes at this stage in my life, but I didn't want to say nothing. So I just said, guys, my mom called to let me know that his dick looks bigger in person. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like weird how tantalizing like celebrity leaked nudes are. It's like there is like a whole world of like naked bodies that you can look at on the Internet. And like for some reason, it's like cooler and like sexier somehow to look at like a bad photo of like a famous penis <laughs> a bad photo of a famous penis is worth more <laughs> than yeah. any like perfectly photographed nine inch dick of someone yeah. you never fucking heard of but if it's like, like a grainy 10 second mini clip like it's like ooh, famous dick I truly care more about the, like, 30-second clip of Cheyenne Jackson jerking off than I do about, like, the entire Rocco Steele discography. <laughs> Filmography. <laughs> I love that you said discography like he's fucking laying down tracks. I, I couldn't think of the word. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> wish, <laughs> I wish porn actors would release albums. I think a lot of porn actors... I mean, now that, like, sex workers are much more, like... I don't want to say mainstream, but unfortunately that's kind of what's happened. Like, OnlyFans is on everyone's mind. And and sex work is now almost as commodified as uh, uh, film work, as comedy, as anything else that can be commodified. So, like, everyone with an OnlyFans is also, like, transitioning to releasing music. And everyone who's releasing music is like, maybe I'm going to show a titty on OnlyFans. The beauty of the OnlyFans... Like, I think the, the beauty of the OnlyFans phenomenon is that, like, for the first time, it's, like, the agency is in the hands of the, like, actual, like, people doing sex work. Yes. Rather than, like, a studio or, like... Yeah. yeah. You're not, like, under somebody else's thumb. You're doing yeah. it all yourself. Although it does add to, like, that, that kind of weird capitalist girl boss culture where you have to do it all yourself. And now even even the fucking porno, porno stars are, like have to create their own accounts and create their own business and market their own brand and it's like everybody has to hustle you can't just show titty anymore you gotta hustle with the titties out i don't know i mean i feel like sex work or like what we define as like a hot video is like the that standard has changed so much because and it's also so subjective yeah like the other night i found myself like jerking off and coming to like a guy reacting to a video that was posted on OnlyFans. It was like a guy reacting to like Colby Jansen, like fucking some guy. Could you see the video that he was reacting to? Yeah. 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 So like he, he, like the guy who, whose like account I'm subscribed to, LOL, this is embarrassing. <laughs> He's like doing like a picture in picture thing. So Okay. Like, oh, okay. It's, so it's a, yeah. like a tic tac. It's like dual screens. It's not dual screens. It's more like a it's more like uh you know how like when you're streaming on Twitch, like your your video is like 
like embedded in the oh frame. yeah 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 okay so you can see like embedded in the frame like inset what video yeah. he's watching so he's like he's like fucking his pocket pussy and like making commentary and i'm like you know what you're right like, <laughs> colby is a professional <laughs> i'm real horny for these opinions these I, are some hot hot opinions I, it's I not i mean myself, it's it adds to the experience so much that's not that makes a lot of sense i mean but it, it does remind me of of like pete holmes's bit where he talks about going like too deep into a porn rabbit hole and like finding something that you didn't want to know you were into like something weird and you're just like i why am i aroused like Ugh, that's the worst. And you're like, I did not need to know that about myself. Like, I was working on, um, I am, I identify as a gay man, but I was working on a bit about squirting, so I was watching a lot of squirting porn. That's hot. And I'm like, this is fascinating. And I wasn't like, I wasn't jerking off to squirting porn, but I was watching it going, what is it about this that men, like, is it, is it, is it about like the women are, are so horned up that they can't control. So they basically ejaculate. I was interested. And so I looked up what squirting is and apparently, apparently it's just a lot of pain. Yeah. I, I, I was going to, I was going to interject and be like, they're actually just peeing a little. I'm like, this is just most like, it's one of two things that in the research. And of course I've never, I don't have any experience with vaginas. So I don't know how, any of this works physiologically but in in my years and years of research <laughs> on squirting porn it's like one of two things it's a mixture of 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 ejaculatory fluid and urine or it's entirely urine so either way it's pee i think yeah it's like well i think since it's like coming out of the urethra it's like you know mm -hmm. and you say that to any straight man and like half of them will go what other hole <laughs> like they don't know that there's more than one <laughs> hole <laughs> they're like what do you mean pee that's her vagina it's she weird. can't pee yeah, out of that <laughs> i think it's so funny that like like straight men like obsess over like the image of a vulva and like so few of them are like you know in in tune with the anatomy america's culture is so obsessed with genitals right now that they are burning down entire states so that they can tell their friends and family what genitals their baby has. Honestly, that would be my gender reveal. Like, I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. I'm an omen. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> I am fire. I am, de I am a devastating natural... I am a disaster. disaster. That's my... I identify as a fucking disaster. <laughs> I am... Yeah. I am, like... I am a, a blaze going across the California coast. <laughs> nice, nice. Speaking of gender and fire and beautiful cleansing things, what turned you gay this week? So I'm uh, I'm actually playing a game right now called Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch. Cool. Um, it's like it's not like low stakes, but they 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 have there's like a gameplay option where you can make everything really easy so that you can enjoy the story, and I really. Uh... Of that um and the animation is done by studio ghibli so it's like really like comforting and nostalgic so it's like you're playing a video game version of 
some of those movies. Like, yeah. you're in the moving castle. You're not in the moving castle. But or you're like, delivering you're Kiki's packages. That looks like it was animated by the same people. Nice, nice. Uh, you're playing this little kid who, like... His mom just, like, died of a sudden, like, heart attack or, like, heart failure or something. And then, like, this little, like, dude with, like, a lantern attached to his septum ring. <laughs> you can like, always see where he's hey, going. Come with me to this other world and maybe we can bring your mom back to life. Uh, maybe? I'm going to need, like, a hard yes or no if I'm about to, like, go to another world. <laughs> I mean, his argument is compelling. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> I guess if there's even a chance, I'd be like, okay, let's go. Yeah, like, the kid is, like, like thrown into, like, a very normal grieving period. And when, when, the, when the little guy comes up, his name is Drippy, he is like, oh, my God, you've been crying nonstop for three days? It's like, um, yeah, she was my mom for my entire life. I think <laughs> I can cry for more than three days. Oh my goodness, Trippy. That's rude. Drip fucking asshole. Drippy's the one with the lantern on his septum? Yeah, he's got his the lantern is attached to his septum ring. Okay, well you need to hold the lantern above your head if you want to be able to see where you're going. This is bad architecture, Drippy. Well actually his um his head is like shaped like kind of a cone. Oh. So like actually the highest point on his head is his, is his septum. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Drippy's not. Drippy's no dummy. He knows. He knows yeah. where to put the. He knows yeah. how to find his best light. Yeah. Exactly. Is he into musical theater too? I think that if musical theater were accessible to Drippy, like he would be into it. He's got like a really thick Scottish accent, so I think he'd be really into like Shrek. Oh my goodness, he would be great in like a community theater production of Brigadoon. <laughs> Oh my god, yes! His accent would be, like, the only one that's, like, like passable. Right. <laughs> Everyone else would be like, What you got there, governor? Up here in jo jolly old... Jolly old Scotland. <laughs> Some people will be, like, Russian, like, Here we are in Scotland, look at my haggis. <laughs> that's, like, how people be. I think that the... <laughs> I don't know. Some people uh, just don't have the act. I, I love when people who are who know they're bad at accents try it anyway because it's the funniest thing. My mom bad at accents. I have tried to I've tried to teach her that in order to say no, the word no in an Australian accent, <laughs> you you just add an I, an I to the end of it, so you go no, but oh you kind of like you kind of like drag it out no. I'm not doing that. And so sometimes I will not have seen her in a month. My mom, the first thing my mom will say to me when she sees me is, Noi? <laughs> uh, I'm like one of those people that like went to acting school for like so long and like cannot do an accent. That you sometimes, oh, I thought you were going to say that you sometimes just start talking in one for no Ew, reason. No, I would never do that unless it was like a bit. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I will do it all the time as a bit and then, but then as soon as someone's like, I'm so random, sometimes I just talk in a British accent, I'm like, I'm like, that's the least random thing about me. 
Yeah, it's like it's the only constant in my life. It's like, sure, sometimes I talk in a British accent, but I'm usually like telling Walt Whitman to fist me or something. Like, I'm not saying anything like silly in my British accent. I'm saying something like fucked up in my British accent. <laughs> give me an example. Can you give me an example? Oh, I don't know. You know, like sometimes... Um, Sometimes I'll answer the phone and I'll just be like, if you keep drowning the babies in the well, I'm not going to give you any more. You know, oh something like that. To your chicken wife. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of questionable wigs, was that really the only wig they had to put on poor Rocky in this movie? That wig was... I don't think it was a wig. I think it was his real hair. No. Really? It could not have been, possibly been a wig. Like, no one could possibly have spent hours and hours, like... Well, no, it's, I'm, it couldn't have been a good wig. <laughs> I mean, I'm say, I, I, I think I, I maintain that it was probably his hair. Oh, no. Well, if you're right, the internet will tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. By, like, sending me DMs saying, you're wrong about his hair, so you should probably kill yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, it's gonna be me. <laughs> in a week in a week you sent me an article about here's the actor explains his hairstyle choices for rocky horror and you're like time to jump off that bridge joshua actually i read an article that was saying that the guy who played rocky wasn't an actor at all he was a model that they just thought was really hot and they were like we love your look for this movie will you do it no and then way. whenever they saw him acting they were like we need to cut all of your lines they he he barely like <laughs> says anything They're like you are so hot and and yet so bad yeah and that's like on purpose because he's so bad at acting that they were like we have to like they don't even let him sing that guy, that voice was that's like not that. his no it's not his and it's so obvious i was like tom hooper take note you can still make a good movie without live singing hey 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 sorry sorry i didn't realize i was talking to lay miz's biggest offender <laughs> i literally love that movie i went and saw that movie on my birthday the year that i got into a car accident so I was like, that's you know, history. Race. Like, <laughs> trying desperate, seeing none of them move their necks while they dance from side to side, going, I can still do it. I was like crying the whole time. And my mom was sitting next to me and she was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I remember seeing that movie in the theater um and and the fire alarm went off and we had to leave and it was right after like a theater shooting so we were fucking terrified but then but then i said something like i think i think i don't think there's a shooter i think someone just started a fire because of russell crowe's singing oh no i you know what he was fine he was fine it was like he's russell crowe they didn't they didn't cast they, they, if they wanted a singer, they would have yeah. gone and cast one of the three tenors. They didn't. They got Russell right. Crowe, and yeah, like, so you get Russell Crowe. <laughs> He's like, not if bad. You, if you want Robert Goulet, like, you can get Robert Goulet anywhere. You well, know? I think he he might have been dead, but that might have been fun to see, just them moving. <laughs> <laughs> they do, like, Weekend of <laughs> And Robert Goulet as Javert's corpse, and they just throw, and they just throw Robert Goulet's corpse into the river. <laughs> <laughs> His, his last role. <laughs> oh, 
They're like, we thought it would be a good tribute. <laughs> it's how Robert would have wanted his body to be used. I wish that's how they did. Um, who did they do the um, hologram performance uh, at Coachella? Uh, Tupac, or... Michael, Jackson. Like Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Tupac. Jackson. I wish they. I wish they would do that. Like, I wish they would like weekend at Bernie's, like someone's, like a marionette puppet. <laughs> you could pick anyone, and um, it won't go well. And it won't go well. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. But back to back to Rocky. Back to um, Rocky, because you were talking earlier about how you loved the character Frankenfurter until this time around watching it, you realized how manipulative and coercive they were in how yeah. aggressive they were sexually i well i mean it's it's liberating to see a queer person like owning their sexuality on screen mm-hmm. but then you have to also acknowledge that like this person is like coercing everyone in the movie into having sex with him like that iconic like scene with the silhouettes Mm-hmm. Like they, that's like a full, that's like two back to back rape scenes. <laughs> he like can he he. Do I? I'm trying to think if I always refer to Frankenfurter with he him pronouns because of Tim Curry because they refer to Frankenfurter I, as him. I think at the time, like they didn't have a concept of gender neutral like pronoun whatever blah 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 blah. Of and course, also, like. Also, like, Richard O'Brien is, like, not a trans person. He's, like, viewing the subject matter and the characters from, like, a very, um, like, mm-hmm. 70s perspective anyways. Yeah. And so it's, like, In later interviews, he did say that he feels gender fluid, but only in that he is 70% male and 30% female, and that's how he identified his gender. That's lit. And he's talked about, you know, playing with, the way he presents taking estrogen so yes i think at the time he wrote it he didn't quite understand gender fluidity to the point that he does now though yeah for sure i think I you're think right that, like with the i mean i can't you know we're not in his mind but no. like the subject matter is very clearly like you know it's like gender fucky mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not like necessarily like trans in nature even yeah. Though, yeah. I well, know. I'm. Well, I mean, the whole thing that the whole well, spoiler alert, but we've been talking for an hour, and if you haven't seen this movie, people, um, but it turns out that they're aliens. They're not even from this planet. So to them, gender is a foreign concept or one that they have a completely separate frame of reference for than than humanity would. Exactly. So I feel like it was just kind of a clean slate for them to be like, we're aliens, we get to do whatever, we get to present however we want. It Not only in, in gender expression, but in, the, in, in, the, in all of the movie references within this musical. Because this musical is a tribute to horror and sci-fi uh, yeah, B-movies. Exactly. Um, not, a, not an LGBTQ anthem, not a trans rights... Uh, film but a film that's like we like spaceships and and monsters and fucking that's what we like yeah and it's also i I don't know i think it's also like it's kind of about like 
popular culture in a lot of ways where like Brad yeah. and Janet are like the more kind of conservative like mm-hmm. mindset of the late fifties and sixties, you know, they're like talking about like getting hetero married. And, yeah, they're they're like teeny boppers from like the teen beach movie craze. They're okay. these archetypes. First I at first I thought you meant like like capital T, capital B, capital M, Teen Beach Movie. Like, oh, like from the Disney Channel? <laughs> yeah, from the Disney Channel. Yes. Brad and Janet are direct copies of, of DCOM culture, you know? They're stolen yeah. from... 2013. From 2013's <laughs> Dis- Disney Channel originals. Yeah, and 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 uh, what I think is really interesting about them is, like, their, like, journey from beginning Virgins. to end is, like, yeah, they're, like... I mean, yeah, their transformation is, like, almost entirely sexual in nature. Yeah, well, when it comes to heterosexuality, virginity is such an important concept. And I think as queer people, we eventually divorce ourselves from the from virginity as a concept because it, 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 is, it is yet another construct, like time, like daylight savings, <laughs> like gender. Uh, virginity is, is, is a concept. It's not real. It's an idea that that has been forced upon us and the idea that brad and janet are these hetero virgins when it starts out even even though they're engaged to be married they're still virgins um one of the reasons this movie became co-opted by queer and trans people is because this blooming of their sexuality over the course of one night was taken was interpreted by a lot of young queer and trans viewers as them discovering their fluid identity their queer identities which is an interpretation that that our community put on this movie but not one that the movie set out to make yeah necessarily i think it is interesting how like frankenfurter does coerce them but then like once that happens i mean they're all like kind of willingly engaging in queer sex that pool orgy is I unforgettable. <laughs> that pool orgy and then like the the shot from the aerial shot where you can see that the bottom of the pool is the creation of Adam. Yeah. God, everything I, is about is about everything about is about God. is about God and also about sexual discovery and it's like so so weird. You heard it here first. Our God is an awesome God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah it is it is really it is really interesting i mean i think what's also really interesting about the film to me in terms of like explicit queerness is that there are so there's such a rich history of queer coded villains in like western media and it's very true uh especially sci-fi and horror um and disney and, (laughs) and disney and to have to have a villain who is not not just queer coded but like explicitly queer is really empowering i think for a community of people who like you know were usually like relegated to like being you know kind of either plot devices or like you know like twiddly punchlines (laughs) yeah yeah i agree i think that and despite his villainization, the performance that is the most iconic is 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 Tim Curry as Frankenfurter's. I, I mean, the the 
the only song I thought I was gonna have to rewatch every song because I love them all so much, but the only one I had to rewind and, and watch again was Sweet Transvestite. <laughs> I Sweet Transvestite I feel like is the least exciting Frankenfurter song for me because like I don't know, they spent they spent three minutes like elaborating on the fact that like it's like a gender fucky concept. Right. All, only to tell you later that that it's a planet named transsexual. Yeah, it's not even gender related. It's literally another planet. I I, I love that. I, <laughs> I love that it's like from transsexual comma Transylvania. <laughs> right in the star system Transylvania. It's like wh- how was this parallel thinking possible? How did you come up with the exact same series of word sounds that sound like something that it can mean something completely different here on earth and it's like wait josh it's not that deep enjoy the dancing but my my favorite my favorite frank and Fred moment is actually like whenever the spotlight hits him and he's like whatever happened to say, to say right oh i love it i i do love the fragility and the delicacy with which like because he's such a big bombastic person occasionally they'll have these moments of such tenderness that are really yeah. disarming and i think that's what makes him like, such an interesting character to watch instantly glued that to kind of, his like, performance obsession with like the hollywood starlet too is like so queer so yes oh man the way that the way that queer people love to love to identify with these tragic glamour stars i think is is another incredibly queer sentimentality that's attached to this movie you're right yeah like every natalie wood death theory is is wrapped up in this movie is queer (laughs) um that's wild um oops sorry table knock the table uh, what i think also is an interesting thing to have noticed for me during this last watch through was that like i realized that like riffraff and magenta are also from transsexual so mm-hmm. like they're also conceivably trans characters mm-hmm. and like all the transylvanians that means that oh i guess they're all Transylvanians. like all the chorus people are transylvanians too LOL. yes although they um, disappear too soon for my liking no they disappear at the right time for me oh okay <laughs> i'm like go away You're i don't like big parties I don't like big parties. You know me. That, I'm that like, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get. I'm like that too. I'm like I don't need a. I don't need more than five people in a room. No, definitely. I'm like four to eight people is a sweet spot. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, and so I think that the real, the real, the real story here is like Frankenfurter is a villain not because he's trans, but because he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like... He's a lot. He's a lot. I think that makes sense because I'm like, I want to play that character. It's so fun. You get to do so much. But then you meet someone like that and you're like, oh boy, you're always on. Um, yeah. And that's and a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. And like, I think that that's so interesting to have noticed this time because like, you know, now that I'm an out trans person, like obviously like my presentation is like, you know, a little kooky. Um, I, I don't want to say it's that kooky. I mean, like, I'm pretty... Well, it's I'm, unique to you. and yeah. I'm, like, kooky in the sense that I love, like, a bold lip. I'm not, like, kooky in the sense that I'm, like, let's all do cocaine off of each other's dicks. Yeah, that's a little too kooky. <laughs> that's, like... 
It's like a specific kind of kooky. It's like Frankenfurter is the kind of person you want to invite to a certain kind of party, but not to like every party. Yeah, yeah. If you're not hoping to snort cocaine off of somebody's dick, I wouldn't necessarily invite Frank. <laughs> yeah. But also he's a scientist. Yeah. Also he's like allegedly like a very accomplished scientist. I don't know very what that smart. means like in the context of the world of the film. <laughs> because like also like Because the Nazis heard of him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Nazis heard of him, but also like I like Brad and Janet are like studying underneath um, Doctor Scott. Doctor Scott, who is like also an allegedly accomplished scientist, but he's like teaching at community college, right? Because he's a possibly because he's a hidden Nazi. I don't know. Well, I love okay. that his secret Nazi name is Von Scott instead of Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny to me. Um, I also think it's funny that, like, this whole thing takes place in, like, like suburban Texas. <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, you didn't know. So, um, you know how at the beginning, when they're getting engaged, like, it's, like, Denton, USA, like, home of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Denton, Texas. Denton. I have a friend from Denton, Texas. <laughs> oh, my God, who's your friend from Denton, Texas? She's actually been on the podcast. Her name's Carolyn Dubberly. I... I think we have mutual friends. <gasps> Possibly. You said she's Dallas, right? The, she's a musical theater actor, right? Yeah, she she's a musical theater actor here in D.C. where I live. Oh my god, D.C. I love that. Um, I think we have mutual friends. I've heard her name like around the community. Yes, um, the community. The, the, the LGBT community. Yeah, no, I mean the theater community. <laughs> the one that Britney Spears is like, every time I go to the LGBT community... <laughs> All my friends at the And I go, I go, God, I wish I were home burning down another gym. Truly. Um, but, uh. I'm running away from my father. Free Britney, y'all. Free her. Free Britney. She needs, okay. she is like 40 years old. Please emancipate her. Free Britney, but also, like, bring back peasant tops. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea as well. Um, Prioritize, maybe. Peasant yeah, tops first. Peasant tops. Let's work on that. Um, yeah, so it takes place in Denton, Texas. Um, nice. I mean, they, they in the film, they remove the Texas part, but then in the sequel, Shock Treatment, they put Texas back in. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I, Shock Treatment's one of those things that everyone's like, oh, you love Rocky Horror, and then you get a little deeper into the conversation, and then one of the people will go, but have you seen shock treatment and i have not so i'm always the one like oh i'm, I think I'm the should, worst fan i think you should watch it because oh i'm excited too yeah. it's like it's not good <laughs> but it's but, cult i mean there's a reason why it's not as popular as rocky horror um well the popularity of rocky horror is quite astronomical it's astronomical um i don't know if you've seen that tiktok um <laughs> 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 I'm going to seek it out now. Send that in. Send that in the DM after Chris Evans' penis, but before the check. <laughs> I'm not sending you Chris Evans' penis. Wink. Wink. No, that's not happening. You hear that? I'm That'd not be sending gross. you Chris Evans' penis. Wink. Don't do it. Um, Don't do it. Um. Yeah. I. I. I actually really like Shock Treatment, and Good. my friend who like got me into Rocky Horror. Her name is Taylor Gibson. Shout out. Uh, Hi, Taylor. What's up, Taylor? I love you. Taylor Gibson. Um, she recently came out as bi, so good for her. Perfect. Um, she's she arrived at the LGBT community. She's an icon. Um, 
like she and I watched Shock Treatment together and mm-hmm. it was like I don't even remember the movie but I remember the feeling that I had during the movie and it was much more like a normal like b-horror movie watching experience where mm-hmm. you're like ha 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 this is like kind of stupid rather than Rocky Horror which you're like kind of in awe of the whole time <laughs> yeah so it'd be fun to like take an edible and then watch Shock Treatment Oh, totally. Okay, then, no, that ma- that sounds like a good plan. Maybe that's my Sunday. Like, totally gets stuck in your head. It's like, shock Ugh, it's really good. Oh, it sounds a little like a little bit more rock and roll than. No, I, Rocky like... Horror is pretty rock and roll. It's, that's yeah, a silly Rocky thing Horror to say. Rock and roll. Um, that's a silly thing, Josh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still Richard O'Brien, and so it's like gonna be what it is. But Beachy Dubs. Oh my God, you know what I found out about Richard O'Brien recently? What? Have you ever seen the movie Ever After? <laughs> With Drew Barrymore? Yes. The one so, where she's Cinderella? Yes. So Yes, I have. <laughs> in that movie, you know the you know the guy who's like trying to buy her? In the in the beginning. In the, is he he comes back throughout the movie, right? He comes back throughout the movie, like the bald guy who's like trying to buy her and then eventually he does, and then she's like, I'm gonna fucking cut you up. That's is Richard that O'Brien. him? Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I, w- I, I was honestly prepared for you to tell me that he played Da Vinci and <laughs> be like, no. girl, Le- that was Leonardo Da Vinci. It's like, no, actually, that was Nell Campbell, who played Richard little Campbell. who played little Columbia. Richard O'Brien was actually Angelica Houston's body double. <laughs> <laughs> I um, believe you. I would believe you. No, but uh, yeah. Uh, Columbia is all is a really interesting character. And Columbia reminds me of a lot of little bi girls that I met in high school. Oh my god, lol. All of the little bi girls. I think my favorite part about her is the way that she draws on her eyebrows. Yes, and one of the things I noticed before they went to the castle was at the church there were some people with some drawn on eyebrows, and I'm like, yes. see, see, the weirdos show up to church too. It's not just at the castle; the weirdos are everywhere. I love, I love that, like, the whole cast is, like, doing doubles like they would be in the stage show. Yes. I love, I love a good, remember, remember the histrionic boards? This is what we would do in the downtown, in the Bowery. I, I think I love also about her that she's so enthusiastic about the tap solo, but she's actually, like, really bad. And somebody put in just an awful sound cue over top of her tap dancing to, and somehow made it even worse. Like, yeah. I remember watching, my sister's a tap dancer, and we when we watched the movie, my sister was furious that someone would, 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 like, play that weird sound effect, like somebody's hitting a hammer against a plywood board. It's like castanets. Right? It's weird. It's weird. But then, like, they had to, because, like, you know, she was probably not that good. Some of the oh okay so you were saying that this uh, Mr. Mr. Rocky is not a is not an actor. Yeah. Uh, it's actor. it's apparent that he's not a dancer either. Oh god. Every time they cut to the floor show and it's all of them in a line, he's either just about to kick or just missed a kick. He is never kicking with the rest of them, but god he's hot. I think it's also, like, I don't know, that adds to the character for me, because you know how people are always like, I wasn't born yesterday, and it's like, I was born today! I was literally born today! Of course I can't dance! (laughs) That's a good point. He can't, he shouldn't be able to dance, he, I, I guess it was all, I guess it was all for the greater cause, but I can't tell you how glad I am that that kind of 
this is the ideal body is finally slowly going out the window because like along the years i've watched this movie again and again and when i first saw it i was like that's the most muscles and the hottest man i've ever seen ever in my life and then a few years go by and i see it again and i'm like actually he's pretty skinny compared to some some of today's standards and then thinking jesus i can't believe i'm thinking that that is skinny and now it's today and i look at that and i go ew i can literally see every single muscle i hate that <laughs> yeah and i think that at every point along the way you have to be body shaming him <laughs> Right, because he's so beautiful that you can't hurt him. <laughs> you can't hurt him, you know what I mean? Um. <laughs> but of course I was just making it all about me and my growth as a human. Every time I see him and drool a little bit less. Yeah, of course. I think, yeah, as a viewer, the way that you consume the objectification of that body is the way that you watch the film yeah for sure yeah and i remember a, a period in my life where my ideal man was was a skinny was a skinny nerd like barry bostwick i when i first saw the movie he was the hottest thing about it to me okay barry bostwick is the hottest guy in the film <laughs> the hottest guy in the film but he like there was something to that underwear scene i mean and then, like, when... leaves a little to the imagination. Chris when... Evans. Sometimes you don't have to sneak it into an Instagram story. You can just be Barry Bostwick and wear a pair of tidy whities I think he was. I think he was doubling up on tidy whities but... You think he stuffed it a little bit? I don't think he was. I don't think he stuffed it. But I think you know how, like, in stage shows, they like always have you wear two pairs of underwear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose think it was, like that kind of situation because it was like bulky. <laughs> And, um, oh, and poor Janet. Poor Susan Sarandon. I... Isn't she a libertarian or something? Yeah, I used to feel worse about Susan Sarandon and, and how often people make fun of her singing voice in this. But it was like, she had pneumonia while filming, and yeah. it was one of her first movies, and, and people probably, you know, she wasn't Susan Sarandon yet. She was just some actress that Fox was trying to get into more movies. Because she was a good, because she was a good actress. But yeah, once she started saying, "I'd rather vote for Donald than than Hillary Clinton," I'm like, "Okay, Sue, enjoy your enjoy your mansions. I'm done listening yeah. to you." It's like at, it's so funny how like people that we feel connected to like end up being like rich assholes. Well, all the people that we get connected to are through, like, the media we consume. And if you make one popular movie in the 70s, you can make money off of that for the rest of your life. Like Richard O'Brien. No, I'm kidding. He's Like Richard O'Brien. He does plenty. But the guy who directed this, Jim Sharman, he did this and he did um, Shock Treatment. I think he also directed that. But then kind of he just went back to Australia and directed Shakespeare. Good for him. Like, a lot of the people involved in this just kind of went back to theater or went back to uh, stage and local film production yeah. in Australia and in, and in England. Yeah, they they did. And I think it, that that's mostly because, like, you know, the, the people who made the movie were largely the people who were in the stage show. Right, when Richard O'Brien was an unemployed actor and just writing Rocky Horror in his spare time. <laughs> He like Lin Manuel Miranda this movie. He did well. He 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 did the show. He or he wrote the show. 
Um, it premiered in 1973 in London, and one of the producers of this movie saw it in London, immediately was like, I gotta buy the, the movie rights and make this movie, and basically just brought on board everyone from the stage production into the fold on this movie. I think that the cult of the stage version versus the cult of the screen version, a lot of times they get conflated, and I'm wondering if you have... A particular feeling on the screen versus stage uh, discourse because there isn't really a, a lot of people going the the show's better than the movie or the movie's better than the show. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty like I would say they're pretty one to one. I feel like the stage show can be exciting if you're not beholden to like what the movie has become because the movie, I mean, like. You know, you go to a shadow cast and, like, it, you expect it to be the same experience. But mm-hmm. obviously, like, as a theater maker, like, you don't want every show that you go to see to be the same as the last production. Or you don't want every production that you participate in even to be the same as the last production. And so I think that, like, you know, Fox tried really hard to do Rocky Horror Live and... Yeah, well, they produced the original, so they were like, let's re-up these, uh, uh, uh copyrights and do a live version i mean the okay rocky horror live was at least better than the rocky horror episode of glee very true very true although amber riley sang the shit out of sweet transvestite i will she never did. I, we can't deny that we can't and I'm also get over john stamos <laughs> john stamos is eddie <laughs> yeah i'll never get over how when they ripped off matthew morrison's shirt i was not prepared Matthew Morrison, like, have you seen the discourse about how, like, people rewatching Glee are like, Matthew Morrison should have been fired. He should have been fired, investigated, and possibly arrested. Like, Literally. the things that he got away with. And also, where do they keep getting the money for all of these school productions? I feel like they ha- must have had a lot of budget because, like... They, they made such amazing productions at this high school. I'm like, the no high school has the money for this. Not astronomical. one. Astronomical. Astronomical. To, to copy something I've never seen before. Um, yeah, so uh, speaking of Eddie, backtracking. <laughs> I love... So a lot happens in the lab. Like, a lot oh, goes wow. on. Like, as soon as they enter the castle, they get, as soon as they enter the castle and they find out that the time warp's going on, then they meet Frankenfurter, he sings Sweet Transvestite, they immediately go up to the laboratory, a man gets brought to life, and then another man comes crashing through a brick wall of ice and then gets hacked to death by the man who brought to life the previous Frankenstein monster. All in, like, the first 20 minutes of entering this castle. Yeah. It's like they've literally been here for like less than an hour. Do you think that the movie, right? Do you think that the movie um, loses steam after they leave the lab? Because one of the things my husband said about the movie was, I don't think I've ever gotten past the lab because it gets so slow and boring afterwards. I, I, I always say that um, I I always fall asleep after the floor show because like that's <laughs> when the movie kind of, uh, that it. That's when the movie slows down, but then also that's when it's usually, like, about, like, 1.30. Right. And also, the floor show is amazing. I'm like, you've never made it to the floor show? Like, 
is it the space between is it the space between hot patootie and the floor show is that what people find to be a little too meandering like dr scott and the progression of the plot i don't know what I they love the, i love everything that happens between hot patootie and the floor show because it's like the seductions oh, touch of touch me yeah creature of the night like um uh janet dr scott janet brad rocky <laughs> rocky <laughs> and then i love that i love that like that dr scott like rocky donkey shrek I, uh and i'm tracy (laughs) (laughs) and curtis was supposed to love me um (laughs) can you think of any other horror tribute musicals that are as widely beloved as this one because we almost did repo we almost did repo and like i rewatched repo and i was like i cannot I cannot it's... talk about this from a place of love. Oh no! Well, yeah, I, it's it's crazy, it, and it's cringy. And the the beauty of Rocky Horror is that it not only does it know that it's cheesy and campy, mm-hmm. it leans into it and doubles down. Like, do you Repo, think Repo should do more of that? Repo, sh- I think that if Repo wanted to work, it could have either done that or it could have been good. <laughs> there are two options here because the thing is like you can't take yourself that seriously and be bad no well no yeah like, you're not you shouldn't be able to do that <laughs> there is no like textual or visual evidence to the idea that like rebo is meant to be campy it's true i think they they did i mean you can't have paris hilton in your movie and I be like she was one of the best she's so good she's so funny and like that's one of the things that's one of the things that works in that movie's favor because i do have a special place in my heart for that movie Mm -hmm. in spite of it taking itself way too seriously um because of things like no we're gonna put paris hilton in our movie no we don't care if she just got out of jail we're gonna put her in our movie she had to get the script of this of repo um, smuggled to her in prison so that she could read it. I love that. I love that. I, I, I also love that she, like, low-key, like, belts an F <laughs> in this movie. Like, no, <gasps> no one asked her to do that. And she's like, do you guys remember Stars Are Blind? <laughs> she's like, she's, like, reading through the score and she's like, that's hot. <laughs> uh, and now she's a DJ. I love, I love, her, I love these journeys. I love these journeys. I mean, Tim Curry's body of work after this, after this movie, has been astronomical. Astronomical. What do you What do you feel like is your like favorite Tim Curry role besides Frankenfurter? And like, I want. This Does Nigel Thornberry count? This one, yeah, it can definitely. Yeah, Nigel Thornberry. Counts. I think mine in terms of be, yeah, mine was gonna be um, the pollution monster from Frankenfurter. <gasps> yeah oh that's a good one i think in terms of of yeah my childhood my influence i would say nigel thornberry because i i loved animals and traveling i was like yeah i would i would just be like smashing (laughs) (laughs) i was like doing doing nigel thornberry to to make the people laugh on the playground and i had this idea that i was going to be like a a world traveling um animal doctor (laughs) That's so funny because I... I was afraid of dogs. 
I used to think the same thing about myself after watching um, Jackie Chan Adventures. I was like, <gasps> I'm going to be an archaeologist and I'm going to nice. be like kicking ass around the world. And one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the end of the Jackie Chan Adventures when they would bring the real life Jackie Chan on to say something. Yeah. They would ask him a question and he would answer it. He would say something in response. He would. It would be very Jackie Chan, though. It, yeah. Someone would like. Someone would ask him, "Hey, Jackie, how do you how do you stay in shape?" And he'd be like, "Uh, jumping." Jackie <laughs> Jackie likes jumping and also to eat the food, and that's it. And that would be all he said. <laughs> and we'd be like, "Jackie that. Chan, I love you." Oh, uh, what a great show! What a great show! I mean, he's um. He's homophobic as fuck. <gasps> no. Yeah, he like disowned his daughter. <gasps> That's bad. That's very bad. Well, hopefully, hopefully she becomes the next major action star. She's not. <laughs> She's oh. not an actor. Never mind. <laughs> no. And I like... also like. I think it would be cheap if like. I think it would be cheap if like a legacy actor came out of like uh like Jackie Chan's um like thing mm -hmm. um his penis <laughs> oh the whole like legacy actor thing like um i'm always like ugh, i'm like <sighs> did you really earn this right <laughs> where where i'm like oh this actor came out of nowhere and then i look them up and i'm like oh that because they're richard gear's daughter okay <laughs> like that's meryl streep's daughter yeah that's oh oh okay nobody comes uh, from nowhere <laughs> stop lying Nobody comes from nowhere. Yeah, they come out of the famous point. people's vaginas. That was the point of the rise of Skywalker, right? Nobody comes from nowhere. Oh, um, boy. Okay, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror is a wonderful, 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 just wonderful, wonderful, astronomically wonderful musical. I love it, and I think that I mean, in spite okay, of its problems, if if there were going to be another musical that became a film that like would reach cult following it would be either be more chill obviously because that's <laughs> like what the kids love nowadays they do um but my my true candidate for next cult horror musical is without a doubt carrie <gasps> carrie like they tried to do on that episode of riverdale Oh my god, so bad. Carrie Carrie is a fascinating Carrie. musical. I love Carrie. Carrie. The musical or the movie or both? Both. Yeah. Book. But the musical is like that every now and then they'll just be like like it's serious, but then it's like stupid, but then it's like Sue is even worse in this than <laughs> she is normally. And then it's like uh, I've had nothing to eat since yesterday. That's like the funniest line out of nowhere. <laughs> I love I love horror musicals, and I love all these musicals that take impossible, seemingly impossible horror concepts and try to musicalize them. Like um, this started life as a musical, but to do Carrie as a musical, to do the uh, 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 the Evil Dead has a musical. Oh God. Um, which I love, and the okay, most recent. You fucking stabbed me. <laughs> yes, there's a song that's just all the men in my life keep getting killed by Kandarian demons. That's the song. Demon, Kandarian demon. 
See, it's so fun. And the most recent show I did was Toxic Avenger, the musical, which which basically takes everything that trauma stands for, like cheaply done but very cheeky and self-referential comedy, and turned it into a musical. And I think that format works really well for these movies. It worked really well for Toxic Avenger for sure. Which track did you do? Um, I was white dude. <laughs> I, I, I kind of figured, but I didn't want to assume that you weren't playing the lead. <laughs> no. I was like, could I play? But then I, I do, I love characters. I love doing absurd comedy. So I think if I were to do Toxic Avenger and to be playing Toxie, I don't think I'd be having as much fun. For and sure. and was way more fun. It's, it was so fun. It was really like thank goodness we never had any any two show days because that was a marathon of a show for me i was running around the theater constantly and i'm like if i had to do this for 90 minutes twice a day i don't know if i'd be able to (laughs) i see i like thrive on like oh consecutive quick changes yes multiple quick changes i would occasionally play a big big breasted individuals in this track Ooh. so um instead of a mic belt i just wore a, a, an underwire bra so i put on this underwire bra and they put the microphone on my bra strap and occasionally we had these fake titties that i would put in the in the bra and do the quick change and then occasionally i would just have to grab both titties and throw them at somebody oh god so there were just titties fake titties flying around backstage it was fake very it was very Drag Race, very that. Don't tell, don't tell Kate Schindel. <laughs> no, would never. Yeah. Right, because that was totally a union. <laughs> she would be like a she would be like a scream queen if we give her the opportunity. I think you're right. Kate Schindel could probably scream. Oh, standing Kate Schindel always and Love forever. Her. I will prevail. <laughs> Blonde. <laughs> Have you seen the YouTube bootleg of her last performance where she options up? To a C? Yes. Oh my god, it's ridiculous! Where she's like, this is about me now. (laughs) She's like, what are they gonna do, fire me? Right. Close the show, bitches. (laughs) Um, Can you imagine the last performance of Carrie, like, two nights after it opened, when they're like, well, we're closing, better add all of, like, extra buckets of blood. Oh my god. Any musical that has a splash zone right? is good musical. Right? Um, I think also, you know, a musical that is not necessarily a horror musical, but, like, is kind of like that, like, you know, kind of cheeky rock musical, mm-hmm. and like, Halloween theme for some reason. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, I think, would make a good cult movie. I, it would, I think. But also, it makes a very good piece of theater because it's very presentational like Mm -hmm. i wonder if i wonder how it could be translated to film because it 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 takes the kind of structure of a history lecture yeah maybe that i mean if you put benjamin walker in leather pants and a tight henley oh i will buy a ticket (laughs) i will buy a ticket i'm not too far removed from my days of drooling over rocky horror to not appreciate ben walker in leather pants literally okay also speaking of benjamin walker what do you think about american psycho never saw it never listened to it Ooh, controversial controversial my controversial opinion is it's a great movie in which to watch christian bale take off his clothes 
I've actually never seen the movie. The movie's great. I've seen the movie multiple times. Highly recommend. I heard interesting things about the musical. I didn't hear that it was bad. I heard that it was not quite... It, it was not quite uh, mainstream enough for Broadway in its execution or I think it, people were like it was a little too niche for Broadway audiences is I, that I, I want niche musicals on Broadway like did you see I, it no I didn't I wasn't living in New York at the time because I'm a baby oh <laughs> right I, for, I keep forgetting you're 19 um uh, I'm actually 16 <laughs> oh right right 16 okay yeah um that's why you're leaving here to go to a driving test. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I'm actually leaving here because my daddy's picking me up. Oh man, he's gonna take me to see the movies. Wait, he's they're gonna, closed. Oh my god, he's gonna, Actually, they're open. <gasps> the I movies are open in Texas. I keep seeing ads. I think they're open everywhere. I oh keep shit! Ads that are like, go see this movie in the theaters, and I'm like, no. Theaters? In no. The theater is your living room. <laughs> the theater is my living room, honey. Oh, we are back to pirating movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're broke. They didn't. They didn't cancel rent. They didn't give us unemployment. They didn't do nothing. And we're yeah, we're not gonna pay rent. We're not gonna be able to buy these. They're releasing movies like for twenty dollars on Amazon, thinking we're gonna rent The King of Staten Island when we know that in a month and a half it's gonna be for free on Hulu. No. Is that true? It's gonna be for free on Hulu in a month. Maybe I don't know. I feel like that's all movies are now is just transferring streaming rights from and among from one platform to another that's all that happens now is just hulu can have it from december to january and then it goes to netflix and then we're going to take it down the coast on a tour of cable television and then we're going to put it back on amazon god that reminds me of my childhood with my divorced parents (laughs) just traveling in a caravan up and down the east coast Traveling in a caravan up and down the east coast. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the idea that it's like Hulu has it on weekends. Hulu has custody of, of the of the shows on the weekends, right? Yeah, I um, I do think that Rocky Horror is. <laughs> I do think that Rocky Horror is like probably one of the better. I think just because it knows it's campy. It knows it's yeah, and it and it's an. And it knows what it's honoring, you know. Like the movie itself has such a has such a hammer horror feel. Have you ever seen any of the hammer yeah. horror movies from the uh-huh. from the fifties in London, where they would like have remakes of Dracula, where Christopher Lee was playing Dracula, and they could do these horror movies in color in Technicolor for the first time. So like the blood was super red and the the way the movies used color was very bright garish very saturated and this movie definitely pays homage to those saturated colors and the way this movie will like some scenes will be completely doused in blue light or pink light or red depending on the mood and these movies were always about mad scientists and monsters and the supernatural and so in addition to sci-fi, Rocky Horror is paying respects to these British horror movies of, of the previous decades. That's really interesting. I have not seen any of these movies. but Ooh, um, they're great. I recommend 1958's The Horror of Dracula. All right, let me know where I can watch it for free. 
Yes, I definitely won't be sending you a link to watch it for free anywhere. Yeah, don't <laughs> definitely ever not do that. sending like, that. If you're to listening you. to this, like, please don't ever send. Don't me... send Christian links for movies that they don't can watch for ever free. Fucking don't me. do it. Pirating link unless you... there's captions because <laughs> I need them. And nobody, and I mean nobody, will be sending me a picture of Chris Evans' penis later today. Absolutely not. First of all, like, I, <laughs> who yeah. even wants to see First it? First of all, Josh is a top. <laughs> exactly. What, do you to do with it? what is that? I don't even know what I don't even know what to do with it. Do I just like say hi to it and just spat it around? I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm not touching. It it. I'm not touching it. Uh, <laughs> you would never. Yeah, you would never even think about Chris Evans' dick because Josh is not gay. No, I'm not even gay. I have a wife. She's a beautiful chicken wife. She has 700 children. She just brought me, like, 300 sticks this morning. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, if you're fucking the guy, it's not gay. But once you put your hand on his penis and balls... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the problem with fucking straight guys is that once you're inside of them, they're not straight anymore. I mean... I don't know. (laughs) See, the thing is that, like... Okay, bringing this back to to Rocky, it's, like... Please. (laughs) Please. Bring this back to Rocky. It's like once you put your once you're inside of Brad, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he is still straight because that's like how he perceives himself and how he perceives like. I mean, obviously in Brad's case, like he then becomes like more questioning about his sexuality, but but like, he doesn't immediately like become a bottom. Like he, of course, he's wearing that robe, but <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like oh. Yeah, tried yeah. it. <laughs> it was nice. Well, like I, I, I think he, I think he is still. I don't know. I think he is still straight. Tbh. Because I like, think on their wedding night they're gonna be. You know, if gonna, if they're not too tired, I think Susan's. Yeah, she's pegging the shit out. <laughs> actually, That's why they were going to Doctor Scott's because they wanted him to watch. Actually, this is a spoiler, but in shock treatment, they're broken up. <gasps> well, that's because. She, she she didn't want to peg him and he's like well then it's not gonna work <laughs> it's not gonna work between us because this is all i like now literally he's Girl. like he's like now that i know what my prostate is I'm right like go i'm back. not going back come on now oh my god Kristen. <laughs> oh well on that wonderful note we've unfortunately come to the end of our of our discussion is there anything else about Rocky Horror that we haven't talked about? Um, so much, like but a of course. Like significant portion of the film. Like so sure. much. Maybe we'll um, just have to have a part two. Maybe we will. On have shock have treatment. Oh my god! Actually, we should. It's. Not I'm really writing horror. that. I'm writing it down. It's yeah. fine. It's gay. Okay. As long as it's one of the two, it belongs here. Okay. Great. Well, <laughs> looking forward to it. Preferably both. Thank Where can people? Me. Of course. Oh. Thank you so much. Where can people find you and and you know keep up? With um, the, people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christian D. Lou, L-U-U. Um, and um, they can also find my writing on offmag.com. Yes, yes. And Reductress. Yes, and, yes. Um, talking about haunted movie. dolls. Talking about haunted dolls. Oh, my God. That's my, honestly, it's my magnum opus. Not because it's the best thing I'll ever write, but it's because I don't want to write anything else again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every time I write something that's funny, I'm like, another miracle? Well, this isn't going, this is not going to happen again. Truly. 
Uh, I'm like, it's a fluke. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Because um, as soon as we're secure in our own talents, that's when they go away. <laughs> literally, literally. I, you're either insecure about your talent or you're like... Talentless. <laughs> to how talentless you are. <laughs> so true. Um, anyways, yeah, that's, that's where they can find you. That's where they can find you. Where can uh, they find you? They can find me all over the place. You can visit me in D.C. Stay six feet away still. I'm not trusting anybody from another state just yet. Uh, you can find my Patreon. I don't know if I mentioned that I have one now. It's at www.patreon.com slash gagpod. That's www.patreon.com slash gagpod. Thank you again, all my little gremlins, for listening to me. The eth- I'll edit this out because it went horribly. Thank you all for listening to me at The Gag. And until next time, you gay, anxious gremlins, patient. <laughs> <laughs> if I edit out you saying it earlier, would you be mad? And if it, that's no, the I only thing. I would be mad. I think it would be. I think it would be funny though. Actually, just like you're like Antissa, and then we just trail off. And we trail off into my first ge- or my guest today. Or <laughs> I might have done that. I might have been like, and my uh, queer horror things like Antissa. Anyway, Christian Liu is here with us today <laughs> in the studio. Um, you can also find me online everyone at joshua simon says on uh, both twitter and instagram you can like and subscribe to this podcast and please leave it a rating and a and a review i don't even care if it's a good or a bad one at this point i just want attention um so please keep listening to the gag a spoop cast on your favorite podcast listening app and go follow christian lou on online because they write about gay shit and horror shit and that's all i want to read about and until next time, Christian, will you help me say goodbye to the gremlins? Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye gremlins. Goodbye. We're going home. Going home. That's the last song that happens in the musical, right? Uh, no, I think it's the... Um, superheroes. Uh, yeah, superheroes. Dream. Okay, gremlins. Bye.